this is Sugandhi Ayer for the Good Fortune Show. How are you doing? Attracting good fortune, I hope, to yourself and your family, to the people that you are connected to, people that you care about. So, attracting good fortune basically is about attracting good. Attracting good behavior, attracting good outcomes raises, promotions, good food, good company, good outings, good atmosphere, good weather. You know how they say, oh, I was hoping for a nice sunny day and that's what I got. Yay! And then some people say, well, I was hoping for a more cooler day, like a cool day and that's what I got. And then some people say, oh, I was hoping for some rain today. And then that's what they got. So people who think of something and it happens. And we are talking about thinking of something good and it happens. Not thinking of something bad and then, you know. So we're talking about good things, good things that you appreciate personally in your life. Some people like sunny weather. Some people like cooler weather. Some people like calm weather. Some people like a bit of thunderstorms. Yes, there are people like that also. And then there are people who are wishing for amazing, amazing, you know, those light, pretty clouds in the sky. And then there are people who say, oh, my God, I wish I see a cloud with a silver lining today. It's. It can mean so much to me. And then they see that. So what does this mean? This really means that one is a God in oneself. One is a God in oneself. And when one understands this truth, then one can expect things to happen the way one really wants. When one is a god in oneself, then one can easily expect things to happen the way they really want. And their expectations come true because they keep seeing they keep seeing proof of their godliness. And they keep seeing proof of how wonderful their manifestations turn out to be. And what they wish for really, really happens. And what happens when a person comes to this understanding, they start to feel hope, positive expectations, joy, love, passion. I'm not saying that's necessarily the exact order of the emotional guidance scale as given in Abraham books, but we're saying. It's something of that order, something like that. With the lower emotions right at the bottom, and then it starts to get better and better, and then it reaches hope, positive expectations, passion, love, joy, in whatever order that is. So what is hope? Hope is when you still think that, oh, I 
think I have a chance at something. So it's when you believe or start to believe that, you know what, this might just turn out good. After all, there is a chance that it might turn out good. That's when hope kicks in. That's hope. When there is a feeling that, oh, maybe, just maybe, something good might happen. And positive expectations is when one actually goes beyond hope and actually starts to expect good news. Starts to expect good news. Having positive expectations as in expecting things to turn out well. And then one goes beyond that into love and joy where one is actually in the place of celebration. Celebration, because when one is in joy, one is in ecstasy, and one is already celebrating what one has received from the hope and the positive expectations. One is in a place of, woohoo, it happened, it happened. I'm so happy, I'm so happy, I'm full of joy. I. I feel like celebrating. In fact, I am celebrating and I'm so feeling love. I'm so full of love right now. I just feel so good because it's happened. It's happened. It's happened. And so it's the highest form where one is in celebration, ecstasy, because something has happened. And this is not chemically induced ecstasy, though, you know, this is what they write about, that there's ecstasy when somebody has something. But that ecstasy, I don't know what it feels like, but this ecstasy is when one is celebrating because one is really happy because one's expectations have come to be true, are fulfilled, and one is feeling absolutely like, you know how they jump in the air and they click their heels at the same time? I always wonder how they do that. <laughs> I've never tried it. So, um, no, I have tried it. I'm not sure exactly if I succeeded or not. It must have been some time ago. But ha they show that in cartoon images, right? They jumping into the sky, into the air, and they're clicking their heels at the same time, and they're feeling so happy about it. Like, everything's going really, really well. And this is joy, passion, love amazingness, ecstasy. And one is in very, very high vibrations of celebration because one has received what one asked for. One has received what one, okay, let's say, one has received what one hoped for. And then one has received what one positively expected oneself to receive. And then during celebration that they actually received it. Now, that's good fortune working for you because good things are happening. Good, good, good is flowing. The vibrations of good are flowing. That's good fortune. And then one starts to recognize when one sees a pattern of this, oh, I received what I actually asked for. Wow. 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 And then one goes into so many wows. Oh, my God, I received this. Oh, my God, I received that. Oh, my God, this is happening just the way I hoped it would happen. Oh, my God. God, this is amazing. And then one goes into a pattern of continued receive, 
wing, receiving continuously. And then one thinks to oneself, I in good fortune. I am in good fortune. I attract good fortune. And then, oh my God, I attract good fortune all the time. This is absolutely amazing. And you can pull your hair out for fun. <laughs> like, yay, I am always receiving good fortune and I feel so good. I feel so good. I am so lucky. In this is what we want everyone to be in, a continuous flow of good fortune, amazingness, coming to your doorstep, good news all the time. I received, I received, I received, I got what I wanted, I got what I asked for. And, you know, feeling absolutely lucky. Absolutely lucky. And when one is in this amazingness, right, this amazing feeling of feeling lucky, then one is happy and guess what happens, right? When one is happy, there is well-being, there's a state of well-being, everybody's healthy, happy, don't have to be dependent on chemical um, substances to be happy, don't have to be dependent on the medical world to be happy. One is just attracting well-being and storing it in oneself. This well-being is stored in oneself. And I was watching this show, and you know what this great person was talking about? He's very, very learned, learned. And um, he's considered learned around the world. And he says that the body has more capacity, much, much, much more capacity to remember than the brain. And, you know, he comes up with this fun example of, um, and I'm not trying to prove it's right or wrong over here, but it's his fun example of saying, do our brains remember our great, 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 great grandmothers 10 generations ago? No, we don't remember. But our cells remember, and that's why we have our great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother's nose on our face. So the body remembers, even if your brain doesn't. So if your body remembers a state of well-being, then what happens? It can easily attain that state of well-being again and again and again and maintain it. And then it remembers everything joyful that it's already done. And this may go beyond the brain. So somebody may not consciously remember what they did many years ago, all the fun that they have. But, oh, my God, something in them remembers. And the body remembers what it did. So if somebody rode a cycle when one was very, very small, five, four, three, two, one, cycle at one, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, 10, eight, let's be more reasonable. So then one, what happens is that a person who is not depending on the brain, so let's say the person has gone forward in life and is many years older, calendar years we're talking about, calendar years, 
many years older than when he or she first rode a bike at six or seven or eight or nine or ten and goes forward, flash forward, fast forward. And then his brain is saying, I don't think I can ride a bike anymore. That's what his brain is saying. I've become so much, you know, older and blah, blah, blah. And you know how people think, right? And I don't think I can ride this bike anymore. And guess what? If he just takes the chance, a risk, even though his brain's telling him no, right? And he gets on the bike, most probably he's going to be able to ride it. Memory. Muscle memory, cellular memory, call it what you want. You know, I'm not trying to be very specific about it. There are experts who know, you know, exactly where this memory is stored, how it happens, blah, blah, blah. But we're saying that if you translate this to good fortune, then we're saying that if ever one has had good fortune of making a lot of money, if ever one has had the good fortune of experiencing true love, if ever one has had a fantastic career opportunity where he has opportunity, where he has done some wonderful things, if ever one has had the chance of getting on stage and speaking in front of an audience and having a fantastic experience, if ever one has stood on a stage and sung in front of a crowd of people and has had a very nice high experience, a very good experience. And doesn't matter how many years ago, right? You're going beyond calendar years. And we're saying, okay, even if we incorporate calendar years and we're saying this has happened many, many years ago and one has had this fantastic experience, then your body remembers it. And even if your brain says, no, it's not possible, I don't think it's ever going to happen again, I don't think I can do it again, and the brain is going, wah, 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 right? But then I'm telling, I'm saying, and I'm suggesting, and I'm requesting, you know, in a humble way, <laughs> that a person should give oneself the chance of doing it again, no matter how many years have passed in between. And just trust that your body is going to remember. That your subconscious mind is going to remember. That something in you will remember. And will have a great experience again. A high moment. A high experience. And then one can trust in oneself. Because you know how they say no matter what. Whether or not you can trust in someone else, you should be able to trust yourself and your ability to produce, to duplicate a past high experience. Translating to sex, <laughs> if somebody has not had sex for some time or has had bad sex for some time, but has had good sex at some point, then one should trust. If given the opportunity, one should not hesitate and say, no, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. They just, I mean, I'm talking of an opportunity that one would treasure, right? We're talking of 
sex between good people, good situations, etc., etc. Then one should trust that one is going to be able to do it again. And so remember that your body has stored these experiences at some level and will be able to manifest it again and to do it again and again. And then a person then goes out of feeling as a one is in bad fortune and starts to believe that one is having good fortune because as one has more and more of these great experiences, one will actually attract more and more of it. So there's no such thing as going backwards in life, but there is only going forward in life. And actually, I came across a client who, whose love life and sex life whose love life and sex life had vanished. She almost became nun-like. She almost became like that. And her love life and sex life almost vanished. But then what happened was her mother, her mother got pregnant by her father, of course. And that too on a boat. While escaping from one country to another. Luckily, at that time, her father married her mother because he loved her. But then she used the memory of her parents, who were obviously more free, correct? And <laughs> adventurous, right? Having a baby, getting pregnant, a virgin lady very young, getting pregnant on a boat while escaping from one country to another, to the U.S., actually. And then the father ended up marrying her on an island that they then docked in, probably in between somewhere. What an adventure. What an adventure. And this girl, my client, she used that because it's stored in her memory somewhere. It's stored in her cells her parents' genes, it's stored in her. She used it. She brought it out in her, correct? And she increased her good luck energy in these subject matters. What does it include? It includes adventure. It includes sex. It includes marriage and love. All of these things, which she was shut away from, and we brought it forward for her and she manifested it manifested it into her own life it was shut away somewhere you know by virtue of her past few years and her experiences it was shut shut away and then we used something which her parents had from their past which produced her actually <laughs> And then we brought it forward and we crowned it. We gave it a good, and uh, we gave it a good feel because to tell you the truth, my client thought it was a dirty secret, the way she was born. And I told her, it's not a dirty secret. It's amazing. It's an adventurous way of doing things. It's fun. 
and you should be proud of your parents you know not think that it's a bad thing that it happened this way and i'm the result of you know this escape journey from one land to us and then in between i got conceived on a boat and my mother was never happy about the way i got conceived and i said no 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 it's amazing it's amazing bring it out into your energy don't be ashamed of it i'm not saying she needs to go tell everybody about it or you know be a loudspeaker and you know but what i'm saying is that it brought forward her adventurousness it brought forward the love energy that her father had for her mother it brought forward the adventure it brought forward the sex on a boat it brought all that forward and then we went then she saying oh my god you know what i am feeling so much better now i feel proud of my past you know the way i was born and the way my parents got married in between their escape journey to the us and i feel proud of it and she is a respectable doctor you know but because of all the respect and the fact that she worked so hard to get out of her seemingly quote unquote seemingly bad past right so she took up the best opportunity a really respectable job she's a doctor then she shut down on the love and adventure that her past contained and not so far past just her parents she thought she was trying to come out of something bad into something good and you know we're happy she's a medical professional obviously she gets paid well she has a good life we're happy about it but that doesn't mean that one has to shut down one's good fortune of of having an adventurous past and of being born in such a beautiful way and and when she accepted and she became proud of her past right so she went past the social norms correct oh my god if somebody had oh this is who you are you're an escapee or you're the kid of an escapee who had you on a boat <laughs> right and then oh, no it's adventure it's fun and then she brought this adventure into her life she brought who she really is into her life who her parents are amazing amazing people she brought it into her life and then she got out of the doldrums of having a very strict life that she imposed on herself she started attracting wonderful wonderful experiences full of love full of sex full of passion all of these great things so you know we are going to take a break and i want you to stay tuned because remember that there may be so many things that we can use to trigger our lives good fortune and we're taking a short break we'll listen to some music and i want you to hold on tight and i'm coming back so hold on tight i'm coming back soon just going on a short musical break
Hi, this is Sugandhi Ayer. We're back on the Good Fortune Show. And I was offline while the music was playing. I was talking to a producer, Don. He is actually the person who does the whole BBS radio. So I was talking to Don, and he was saying that he believes in all of these things. And Don, you know, you're welcome to come talk to us anytime you want to. And we were talking about how he was saying something about if you don't use it, then you lose it. So basically, somebody who keeps doing the same thing again and again and again, it becomes muscle memory, it's carried forward in genes, and then one is able to get back and do it faster and faster again and again and again. So that's why we're saying, and he was talking about reincarnation and for those who believe in it, if you're born as a king or if you're born rich, then you have a predisposition to get rich again. You know, I love you and I love your audience. And, you know, <laughs> you and I chat a lot offline because you have such a wonderful spirit and I connect with that. So that's why I like talking with you. It's always a pleasure. It always it's a tingling pleasure for me. So thank you. Um, I mean, John, is there something you want to tell our audience? You know, I, I I do. When when it comes to this sort of when when it comes to manifestation, Sugandhi's correct. You know, manifestation is really figuring out how to feel it. It hey. It goes like this. It's fake it until you make it. That's the real deal. But you got to learn, hey, if you're not imaginative, if you can't create that, that, that scene and emote within it, uh, uh, share the emotion of reveling in what your, your concept is, what your idea is, if you can't do that fully, the universe doesn't really figure it out. But if you can sit down quietly and you know it, that the universe is all energy and what you feel, not just see or believe or say, but you sit down and you feel like it's true. You, it, it, it goes beyond the, it's like uh, um, sending someone a telepathic message. You're feeling the message and they get it. You actually, it's the feeling. And when you adopt, it, well, it's like healing yourself. If your elbow has been hit by a hammer and you want to heal it, then by God, you better sit down mentally. And this is, you know, it goes many ways. There are a lot of disciplines. But uh, it's not to ignore the pain, because that's one great discipline. But it's to, um, well, I would almost have to say as to make it a healing situation. So you look at it, as you're healing, and then you feel that it's healing. So it's either inverting the energies that 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 
you're experiencing through trauma or imagining the energies because that's the way you wish it to be. And if you can feel it and experience that feeling of well-being and non-pain, no pain in your arm, it's it's going to teach you how to go beyond turning off and on pain. It's, you know, you're going to realize that you have a very interesting ability, mind over matter. You know, matter depends on the mind. The spirit created the physical because it was maybe bored. <laughs> I mean, to be quite honest, you might have wanted sex. That, uh-huh. that make, you know, there are many, um, understandings that believe that and you know hey i'm not far off (laughs) but it wanted to extrapolate and then interpersonate i don't know what they call that i forget the word but uh um you know it's been a dance and it goes on forever so people think they can escape it they're somehow above reincarnation they're above it They're not coming here again because they've just learned so much so fast. They're just so enlightened this time around that they just will escape this because they will it to be so. Hmm. I don't know. I think think this is a game we have created a long time ago, and we're going to be here a long time from now. Yeah, it's the dance. It's the experience of, <laughs> of uh, you know, when spirit has form, then it can do so many things, right? right? It can eat, it can taste food, it can dance, it can look good in clothes, it can do so many things, it can watch movies, and it can do so many things that it, that it would love to do. And so it is the dance. And so what we're saying basically is, what Don is also saying is that since you're going to dance, might as well let it be a happy dance. <laughs> right. 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 So since you're going to dance or since you're going to be moving around, so let it be a happy dance of celebration. And when you're happy and you're celebrating, then the universe hears you because the vibrations of celebration are really strong. What do you think, Don? I mean, I think, um, see, that's, you teach the same thing I truly understand and have understood that before I even knew of your teaching. But the truth is that resonance, it's, it's, it's magnetic. It's like attraction. You know, people always say, and I love people. I mean, hey, let's go mentalistic on it, but let's not, but. The truth is, if you're going to meet somebody and there are a thousand people in a room, you're going to gravitate to those that aren't the most brainiac. You know, the truth is, magnetism in any situation will be the first attractor. But what does that mean? That means that the symmetry, the beauty of the other person will attract you. 
it'll fit you like you're some molecule and it's a molecule and it's going to somehow, you're going to fit. Now that's pretty interesting. You see how I extrapolate? No? Yes, we do see that. Right. But I think that's how, well... So, Don, you own BBS Radio, right? You own BBS Radio. But how would you, if somebody came and said, I want a job at BBS Radio, what would you be looking for other than maybe some kind of qualifications, some basic qualifications, whatever you have? But is is there something that you, as the owner of BBS Radio, would look for if you want to give them a job? Dexterity. (laughs) Dexterity. Extreme ability to do something. The ability to work with electronics, a lot of buttons, a lot of switches very quickly in a very short space. So they would have to be probably fairly athletic, you know, because you're moving around a lot and you have to board operate a lot and push a lot of buttons. And handle a lot of uh, mechanical equipment, not just software. You, you can't do that unless you have dexterity. That's what I would want in a hiree, dexterity. <laughs> so then that would go back to muscle memory, correct? That would I don't know. To... <laughs> <laughs> that would go back to somebody's innate ability to function... Yeah. Right, right, but right. Well, you know, here's how I know what I tell you is true. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I have very small ears. Very, very small ears. You know, almost like if you if you look twice, did do I really have ears? Right, but they're so small that I tell people. The reason I have small ears is because function follows form. And therefore, I really should not be listening, you know, even to you a lot. I was never, I was never born to be a good listener. All right. Well, all right. I uh, did I blow? Did I did did that blow up? That didn't blow. No, no. You. Oh, good. uh, No, you're trying to explain. You're trying to explain something where you're saying function follows form. So that's why you have you know basketball players. They're bigger. Um, You have different people built in certain ways, and then they do that really, really well. But then um, you also have an advertisement voice, right? You're a great commercial speaker, and you've got the voice for that. So given all of that, oh, wow, you're very back, kind. You're very geez. kind. And folks, you know what? I'm actually supposed to be off, and I have been since 6 this afternoon, but I decided to be a part of your show, Sugundi. I don't stay in the studios late. I don't even like to. 
But in order to be a part of your show, which, hey, folks, it's worth it. So I actually stay in the studio because I love you. I love your show. I love what you're trying to convey. You have it. You you kind of give a basic understanding of the mystical, and yet you 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 realize that it's you know action, but it it's not just action; it's imagination, and that's where it all starts. You know, it's like Doctor Carl Jung, Doctor Carl Jung, Doctor Carl Jung. Anyways, it's the teachings that when you get in touch with your subconscious, you know, you learn. And so, John, with that, uh, what what we want to say also is that knowing that somewhere in you, not John, but somewhere in all so- of the audiences <laughs> listening, <laughs> including John, there is the ability to perform at very high levels. There is this ability to make money. There is this ability to do well. There is this ability, intrinsic ability to attract the fortune. Right, and, and you can have it all. But you can have the, it all because you, you have, have it all. the ability you have it all, in you. But you can't just, just imagine it. You have to be so imaginative you actually work towards it. So in other words, it's not enough to feel it. You actually have to live it. Now, uh, honest, no, I know it's crazy. Oh, I'd go broke if I lived like a millionaire and, and I spent like that. Good what, question, uh, of course, question. of course you would. Of course you would. You can't go into that crazy so much that you act, truly act on it physically. But you got to feel it to that extent. You got to create a universe where that you're feeling that constantly all the time and believing it and luck is just you and your luck and it's just happening to you and you just keep doing that and doing the next right thing i might add because many people are grown up have grown up with different morality different thoughts uh on on uh, ethics and uh, i mean you know but the truth is just do the next right thing According to your heart, your mind, your heart, mind, whatever what you want to call it. And know that if you're doing the next right thing. And you realize that f- function follows form. And how would you explain that? Function follows form. Well... Um, hmm. what does that mean? Well, it comes back to the principle that if you don't use it, you lose it. So the uni- what the universe does is if you use something 
a lot. And it doesn't, look, this is going to happen in just a few generations, maybe even one generation, but quickly, because DNA works that way. So that if you're using a certain muscle over and over and over, the next generation's muscle is going to be a lot larger. Or, and that, that is, in other words, your adaptive shell, your body is very adaptive. Very adaptive. And, you know, whatever form you've been developed in should determine your function. For example, should people eat meat? Of course, you got canines. You got canines. Your body is telling you you're a meat eater. So, um, what does that mean? Well, your form is this way. Your function will be to eat meat. Now, is it appropriate these days, modern days, to actually slaughter an animal and eat their flesh? Is that right? When we could stop that. And technologically, we can. We know this. Yes. But what does that mean? Well, that means we have to radically change or adapt to people who want us to radically change. Now, is that good for our body? Hmm. We don't know yet. But we're very adaptive. So could our bodies handle that sort of change? Probably. We could all become vegetarians and probably be better off because of it. Or we could all stay um, carnivorous along with vegetarians and omnivorous and be the same as we are. But again, we can change. Function follows form, and form is determined by usage. And that is the way the universe works. <laughs> so, John, then how would you how would you connect that to good fortune and attracting good fortune? Function follows form. And form is determined by usage. And like a very practical example or a practical thing that somebody who's listening today would be able to follow to attract good fortune. How would we use that to attract good fortune? Well, first of all, know that your form is a matter of your own love. It's what you want for many purposes. But who you are is what you are. And love is really not a matter of beauty. It's a matter of, it's a matter of um, something that's cohesive and quite unifying and beautiful. Even it's an individ- individual. Again, it's, but um, you know, if you and I go on along this vein. 
I'm going to take up all your time. And Sugandi, I'm feeling a little weird doing so. <laughs> I could go. John, it's it's an honor. It's an honor to have the owner of BBS Radio actually come and talk to us. So I would say you we're know, all honored and blessed. And you know, they no, get a different perspective, not just no, mine. No, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. You know, I'm I I'm a radical idealist. Unfortunately. I absolutely love people and I think that if we had universal uh, openness and uh, ability no censorship in any way we could debate what we wanted think what we wanted we couldn't do what we wanted folks we need law and enforcement but we could think what we wanted write what we wanted send what we wanted and we wouldn't, you now, granted, should there be certain restrictions? You know, gosh, hmm, not sure. Uh, there's pluses and minuses, but I don't think there should be many restrictions to those freedoms. You know, we should have the ability to bear arms, say what we want, write, and do what we wish. And I think federal government should be 10% of the money that the country makes allocated to it, and not a third. I th- and I think we should diminish federal government until it becomes an oversight committee. One that is literally, you know, kind of like it's the finance committee committee for where the money's going to go. But that's about it. No real power. Don, we need a show for you now. (laughs) (laughs) We really do need a show for you, sir. (laughs) Maybe next show, right? The Joyful Manifestation Show. We can have you back again. You know, you're you're the first lady to get me on the air only because... Oh, Sigandi, I love you so much. You actually have a heart and you have some, you're a wisdom keeper. You always have been. And I've known you for years. And ever, I've always had good fortune knowing you. You you got the touch of, touch, touch of gold, touch of gold. Midas touch, midas touch, however you pronounce it. You got the touch of gold. <laughs> what what do they call that? Touch of gold? No. Midas <laughs> touch, right? M I D A S Midas uh, or Midas? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love you. And I think that you've figured it out in so many ways that um you know, it shocks me. You're 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 a guress. Guru S. <laughs> a guru, a guru S. <laughs> Thank you, Don. So, okay, so we're going to have you back again to talk to all of us because I love listening to you and your thoughts. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Yes, Thank but coming back to good fortune and what Don is saying, let's take Don as an example. So, let's say he is interviewing somebody for a job in his company in his radio company so bbs radio so he says he would look for dexterity 
Now, dexterity comes from practice. It can come from your genes. It can come from a practice. It can come from many, many things. And it also means that when a person practices the principles of good fortune, when a person practices attracting good energy all the time, when a person practices, and that leads to dexterity, and so dexterity in good fortune, in attracting good fortune, when one becomes an instrument to attract good fortune, by constantly practicing being aware of the good that flows to one, that flows to you, and we can start, I mean, we already spoke about it, I think the last time, the last to last time, let's look out, let's watch out for what good we have been able to attract this last week, the week before that, this coming week. So let's get dexterity, dexter, okay, whatever the word is, at that and create dexterity. Actually, that's the word. Let's create dexterity and at attracting good fortune. And let's get into the movement where the wheel is turning. So if somebody wants a job, a great job at a great radio station, he needs to practice already whatever it is that he sees himself doing there. Even if he has had no experience, but he likes doing this and he likes doing that and he's very good at this and he's very good at that. And the muscle for attracting good fortune, the muscle for attracting good fortune in your mind will actually attract more good fortune as it becomes more aware of its ability to do so. So maybe I'm somebody who is good at attracting good fortune. Maybe I was born this way. Maybe my family cells have it, genes have it. Maybe I practiced it. Maybe unknowingly I practiced getting attracted to good fortune situations. So the ability to see what situations hold good fortune for you. Right now, there are some wars going on, and so not tuning into the news about that. So what happens, your dexterity at not being aware and not focusing on the negative, but focusing on the positive. So instead of opening a news channel, turning it on on war, but opening or turning on a radio show or a TV show on some good things that are happening. Really happy, happy things where good people, they're attracting good things, and then the dexterity element comes in. And since we are saying practice makes one perfect, so getting better and better at attracting good situations and knowing that one is an attractor of good fortune comes from your focus and your awareness of what is going on around you and then consciously tuning into segregating those situations that are of opportunity to you, that bring you opportunity, that are involving gold. For example, if a person is watching a lot of TV shows or movies on kings and queens, 
not the bad stuff, not the wars that they do, but the palaces that they live in, the gold decorations, this and that. So one become good at good at selecting items for the house that have a touch of gold, that look a certain way. And then one is practicing being rich. And you know what? Like Don said, one doesn't have to immediately be a millionaire and or blow up all their money trying to buy expensive things. But there are many places that where one kind of is able to buy things that are less costly, but they look really, really expensive. So getting good at focusing on the richness, at focusing on good stuff and at focusing on good fortune. We are at the end of a show and I got a one minute warning and we are going to meet again next week, Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Joyful Manifestation Show, where we can go more into creating and become joyful manifestors. So until then, we want you to have a great rest of the week and an amazing rest of the day. So we'll meet again next week. Thank you and have a great day.